Hey, podcast family. Did you know that on May 2nd and 3rd, 2024, our 3D Growth Summit is happening in Nashville, Tennessee? But in-person tickets are already sold out with nearly 400 attendees. But you don't have to miss out. You can get exclusive access to our live stream and post-event recordings for just $395. Yes, you heard that right. For a single fee, you and your entire dental team can learn from our industry leaders with online recordings available after the event. So secure your spot now before it's too late by visiting www.3d-dentist.com slash 3D Summit or give us a call at 855-332-2285 and get your tickets for the live stream and event recording today. Now, let's get to this week's episode. Welcome to T-Bone Speaks with Dr. Tarun Agarwal, where our goal is to change the way you practice dentistry by helping you achieve clinical, financial, and personal balance. Now, here's your host, T-Bone. All right, hello, everybody. We're back for another episode of the T-Bone Speaks podcast. Today, I have Dr. Ashish Kakadia. Am I saying that right? Yes, you did. Dr. Ashish Kakadia from Atlanta, Georgia, with us. Yeah. Ashish, what's going on, my friend? Not much. Just just having fun at your place. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for coming. Are you kidding me? Absolutely. You paid me to be here, you know, so I appreciate it. <laughs> the least I could do is have you over. Uh, so, Ashish, I, want, uh, I don't think we've had anybody that's a foreign graduate on the program before. You did. Who? Daval Patel. Oh, Daval. He doesn't count, man. He didn't, he didn't have to go back to school here. Uh-huh. So he had to, I think he did the boards and everything instead. Ah, so, I did not uh, know that. So you'll be the first person that uh, has had to go back to school. Well, lucky I me. think sometimes um, many of us, we complain about our dental school experience, our loans and everything. Uh, so talk to us. Uh, so what's your story? What's your background? So um, I was born and raised in India. And um, I finished my dental school back in India in 2001. Um, in a city called Ahmedabad in uh, Gujarat. Gujarat. Um, after the dental school in India, you have to do one year of internship. So I finished that in 2002 after I graduated. And then um, I did an associateship until 2003, June. And I landed in the United States on June 2nd. Was your intention to always come here? No, it was not. Um, actually, my parents migrated here in 2002 before me. Okay. Um, and they moved back within a year. Because, back to India. Back to India because um, my dad was already at the retirement age at that time. And both both of his kids were there, me and my brother. Okay. And he couldn't, he couldn't adjust to the, to the culture. The and, then, and then by himself with right. my mom. So we decided to move him back and he moved back. Um, at the time, and I was looking for a private practice space in India. In India, um, in two thousand um, um, and three, December ar- around that area, because I did an associateship, and it was just it, w- it was just not working out. And um, I decided to start my own practice, like my other friends did, my my roommates did. And um, by the time I finished that process. Um, I was introduced to my wife at the time, and then her family was in North Carolina. 
But your wife was in India? No, she was in North Carolina. Okay. Um, in, in Kerry. Okay. Um, and she was in doing her computer science in NC State at the time. Okay. But she was born and raised the, in the same hometown that I'm from. In India. In India. And then my dad and her friends were um, um, uh, knew each other, so they introduced each other at the time. So would you call it an arranged marriage? It's an arranged marriage. Okay. Um, but we we like certainly have have a time. We certainly have an option to say yes or no. Right. Um, and it's she, not just an introduction. It's like Match.com. Right. Just Parents.com. Exactly. Yeah. So obviously, I had no reason to say no because she's educated. She's good looking than me. And well, that's not and, hard to do. And and for <laughs> me, it was just her yes or no. Right. And and she said yes to me, yeah. and we decided to get engaged. Um, so that's why you came here. And then I came here on... You on, had to. Either yes. that or she was coming there and she wasn't coming there. She was coming there. Okay. So I came here and landed in the United States on June 2nd, 2004 okay. in Raleigh, North Carolina. Okay. Yeah. So you're here in Raleigh in 2004. Right. You didn't necessarily intend to get here. No. But circumstances brought you here. Right. Uh, so what was your plan when you got here? So the plan was obviously to get my dental license. Okay. <laughs> I did some research when I was in India and I took um, a TOEFL exam. Okay. So you have to TOEFL take... TOEFL is test of English as foreign Proficiency language. language if your primary language is not English okay. and you can take that in anywhere in the world. So I took it in India. You couldn't take your national dental board um, exams in, in any foreign countries. You have to take it, have in, to take it here in the U.S. In US. So I prepared for it because I had a lot of friends who came here. Actually, matter of fact, out of 40 graduates in my final year of dental school in India, 20 of them are in the United States. Oh, wow. So I had a little help in right. what goes into those exams, and I prepared for it a little bit, not much. Um, I came here, um, and then I didn't do well in TOEFL in India, so I didn't have the the score that I needed to apply in a dental school, so I retook it again. When you got here? When I got here, I didn't do well again. Okay. Um, and then... How much time is there between the tests? So you can take that test anytime you want. Every day? Every day. Okay. If you want to. It's just the money that you have to pay for it. Okay. And I didn't have the money for pay for it at the time. Um, so um, I decided not to take the TOEFL again after I, um, unless I cleared my National Dental Board Part 1 and Part 2. You can take that without doing TOEFL? Yes, you can. Okay. As long as you have a foreign dental degree, you can apply and, and, and you can take those tests. Okay. So I did so that. So you didn't need TOEFL to go to dental school? You, did, you do need it. Okay. You don't need it to take your the National boards. Dental Board exam. So oh, gotcha. um, I took my National Dental Board Part 1. I didn't do well. Ooh. So I took a Kaplan class. Okay in Chapel Hill, North Carolina, because Kaplan was there in Chapel Hill, and they would give you the video cassettes and things like that, and I would go to those, the, oh, it was just, anyway, so I did those classes, and I did well, I, I, I did well, I, I scored above the requirements, and then one day, um, Bauna's husband, Tushar, mm -hmm. Um, I, I was with him at the temple and, and he was not explaining me, but he was explaining other students that if you want to improve your English, listen to NPR. <laughs> Start a radio in a, in, a, in a car, listen to it. Within the next few months, 
you will see that you're listening better and then you're doing better in your English. But it wasn't for my exam, it was just for to, to, to make better. me better in my in my communication. I wasn't speaking English at the time when I But talked. English dental school in India is in English. It, it was everything is in English, but you don't speak to your patient in you English. You don't practice. You don't practice. So I knew what is vein and artery, but I can't communicate that with my patient because I wasn't speaking English. Okay. And I did my education in the native language in Gujarati. But how did you pass the boards then? Because it was in English. Was in and English. I did my dental school in English. English okay. So that wasn't hard. So it wasn't the reading or anything that was hard? It was just listening part. Okay. It was I couldn't comprehend. Yes. Because we talk so fast. Right. Yeah, we think you guys talk fast, by the way. But and, and, and when you're not from the United States, it's hard. Yeah. It, it, just, it just takes did time. Did you feel it was unfair that you're going through this? The only part that I feel unfair was the money part that I have to do for my dental school. But other than that, I can tell you that let's say if they tell me that, okay, you do a dental school for free here in the United States, but you just do it because I want you to do it. Right. I think we were not taught the way we were supposed to taught in India. In India. Then, then here, I hated dentistry. I in did. India. I did not want well, to practice dentistry. Is very different, I think. But at, even at, this, at the time, I mean, you have to enjoy what you do, right? right. All we learned was extractions and dentures. Right. They didn't even teach us how to do a crown or a damn root canal in dental school. No, you weren't having teeth. You were just taking out teeth. Yeah, no, but but the problem is those professors and the instructors they have their private practice in the same hometown that we have our dental school in, so they would they would intentionally not teach you. Mm-hmm. how to do those things properly because they would feel that once we, those kids goes out they're going to compete compete with their private practice mm-hmm. and then tap into their money so anyways that that's just just I, how i feel right. and i hated it my dad told me not to go to dental school why did you go back to dental school when you got here why did you that, consider doing something different? That was my only option at the time. Okay. And then, Come on, you could have done what other Indians do, buy grocery store, gas station. Right, so my... Uh, hotel. So my, my, my father-in-law, he's a businessman. He, he owned a gas station at the time right. um, in Raleigh downtown. Um, and um, yes, I could have gone to that direction. But it was my decision to go to dental school when my dad opposed in India. In India. He wanted me to go to IT and I, I said, no, I'm not going into IT, I'm going into dental school and he told me I'm wrong. But I still decided to go to dental school and I hated it. Right. So then when I came here, I just decided that I'm going to stick with it and I'm going to go with it, uh, no matter what. So you had to go back through the entire dental school? No, so then you took, I took my TOEFL, um, I took my National Dental Board, and then one day after I'm here for a year, mm-hmm. I decided I'm gonna take a TOEFL, so I just registered myself, okay. and I came on Six Forks Road, Raleigh, North Carolina, on the Prometric Center, took my TOEFL, and I scored above whatever I was required to score. Good. So and now you have your requirements. So at least I have my fulfill my requirement to apply, okay. and then I applied into dental schools, um, in uh, several um, schools throughout the United States. And then I got interviewed at uh, USC in Southern California. California. I got interviewed at UPenn. And then I got interviewed at UNC Chapel Hill. 
but on the, on the, on the residency side, because they don't have international program for regular DDS okay. students. And what is the international program typically? Two years, three years? So it depends on where you get into. Okay. I don't know what is the condition right now, but at the time when I was applying, it was either it was two years mm -hmm. um, or it's three years. So if you, let's say, for example, if you go to NYU, it's three years. It's three years. Um, if you go to UPenn, it's two years. If you go to UCLA, USC, Pacific Dental, and Loma Linda, um, besides Loma Linda, it was two years. Loma Linda had three years. Okay. It just depends on the school. So even though you're already a dentist, even mm -hmm. though you pass national boards, mm -hmm. you have to go back to school for two or three years. You have to have a DDS or a DMD in order to apply for a license in any state in the United States. Okay. So I didn't have so that. where'd you go? So I was only accepted in the Uni uh, University of Illinois in Chicago. UIC? UIC. Um, and uh, my director asked me the question, I want to mention this, mm -hmm. why did you choose UIC? That was his first question yeah, in my interview. The truth? So I was diplomatic. So I was said, no, you want to be diverse and you want to give an opportunity to all the international kids to practice in the United States. And he said, no, I just need money. <laughs> so he was flat on my face yeah. that I just need money because state is not giving us the money to survive. And in Chicago at the time, two of the dental school closed down, Loyola and Northwestern. Right. So UIC was the only one dental school and then that Southern Illinois University yeah. survived at the time because they were getting money from the state. Okay. So um, luckily I got accepted into UIC, but while I was going through the process, I started working on a gas station on Harrison Avenue. In Cary. On, in Cary, in um, Kroger um, gas station on a night shift five days a week. Okay. Because my father-in-law said, you got, you got to know the system, right. so you got to work. So he found me a job, and I started working as a cashier in a pantry gas station in the night shifts, five days a week. Did that for a month, and um, I got tired of it. I said, I need to do something, so there How is long a... Was me, but you were already into dental school at this point. No, I wasn't. Okay, so you didn't know. I didn't know, but at least after I took my exams, all, right. all the exams, I was just waiting for the interview process to finish. And then he wanted me to work, so I started working, and then after a month, I said, I need to do something. So there is a local newspaper, News and Observers. Mm -hmm. Um, that gets delivered into all the gas stations at 3 a.m. every morning. And that gets delivered in my gas station where I'm working. And then at the time, all the dentists were advertising in, in, those new, yeah. in, in those classifieds. So I started looking those classifieds and started, I, I made my resume for a dental assistant because I researched and I figured out I could work as a dental yeah, assistant could, in yeah. North Carolina, but couldn't work as a, uh, as a hygienist. Right. So I started faxing things, and then one of the prominent dentists, she was a part of, probably at the time, of the state board okay. uh, in Raleigh, um, um, asked me to um, do a working interview for her. Uh, so I went there, um, and then um, she, she basically had me for working interview for two days, um, and then Never, no call, no nothing. So I knew that I wasn't good enough, and then I was back to scare one at the time because I just didn't know anything. I, I couldn't even know how to communicate at the time. Right. 
So then I started faxing it again. And then one of the staffing agency lady, she was the only one person lady business. She was doing staffing, um, I guess, locum, like locum, business, yeah. uh, yes, recruitment. And then she sent me to a, uh, an office in Cary. Um, and I, I went to in this clothes um, for assisting. <laughs> I didn't know what scrub was at the time. So I went there and then um, um, the dentist was supposed to do a crown procedure. I don't know what the bite registration is. I was supposed to take a bite impression before he starts the crown. And I, I, I didn't know I was supposed to take a... And he's like, you're a dentist. Yeah, and he, he was expecting me to know anything uh, without knowing me. So um, he let me go in two hours. Wow, two hours in, he told two me Two hours, yeah, he's like, okay, we, we will call you if you need you. He was he was okay with it, but he threw my impression in the trash in front of me, so I, I remember that. So you know it wasn't good. Yeah, but... And that... you still wanted to be a dentist after all of this. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Hey there, podcast family. T-Bone here to talk about the 3D Dentist Digital Implant Continuum. Are you ready to start placing dental implants? but feeling a bit hesitant and or overwhelmed? I know that feeling. I've been there. Let's change that together. Imagine not just learning about dental implants in a classroom, but actually performing surgeries on real patients right here in North Carolina, guided every step of the way by our expert 3D mentors. This is dental implant learning at its best, using techniques that are safe, predictable, and confidence-boosting. They're exactly what I use in my own practice, so you know they work. Our course goes beyond clinical skills. We prepare you to successfully integrate high-demand implant services into your practice, transforming your career by attracting new patients and elevating your practice. And it doesn't end with the course. Completing our program is just the beginning of a new journey. You'll be a part of a community of confident, skilled dentists with ongoing support to ensure lasting success and growth. After all, this is about mastering a skill that can transform your career, just like it did for me. So, are you ready to take your practice to the next level? Visit www.3d-dentist.com, check out our upcoming sessions, and join us to revolutionize your practice. 3D Dentist is truly committed to helping dentists take control of their practice, finances, and future. Now, let's get back to this week's episode. I didn't have option. Okay. I just didn't have option. I didn't have money. I didn't have nothing. So um, then I told my staffing agency that, you know what, let me let me first maybe do a shadowing in right. some offices. Let me see how the assisting works. And maybe then I'll go anywhere because I think if I go somewhere else, it's not going to work out. Right. How was dental school for you? Dental school was amazing from day one. Loved it. Um, because of the technology that we had in the, in, in the school, instructors that I had in the school, and, and, and I loved it. I don't know what changed. I can't tell you what changed, but I loved it from day How one. How different was dental school here than India? Uh, 360 degrees. Completely different? 100%. How, it's dentistry is dentistry. I love you. I love but if you want to do dentistry to, 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 to get the reward that you want to get the reward by doing good work, you can't do that by learning what I learned in India. You can't. It's just not there. Technology is not so there. Was your, was your education in India essentially useless? 
I wouldn't say useless. Theory-wise, it was okay. okay. Would I would I been? Can I or could I apply that into my practical life? I couldn't no. because first patient mentality wasn't there. Everything was elective dentistry. So patient would come to you when they have pain. Hey, okay. They wouldn't come to you for your six months cleaning. Okay. They wouldn't come to you because they haven't been to a dentist for five years. They would come if they have a pain. And by that time, either you're doing extractions or if the patient is good enough to understand or educated to, 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 to know enough, they'll do root canal. Mm. Um, but I, I wasn't able to do root canal because I wasn't taught. Okay. So those are the hurdles that we faced in India and, and it still exists, unfortunately. I have my friends who are instructors in the same dental school that we went into India and they're doing the same crappy thing that we, my instructor did. I don't know what, what it is. I, I don't know how to change it. But that's what the difference was. I wasn't enjoying my work and I did enjoy it from the day one when I came here. All right, so now let's talk about practice. You got out of dental school. Yes. You went for three years? I went for two years. Two years to UIC. Yep, we took you two. You loved it, enjoyed it, got a good clinical education. 100%. You felt much better. Yes. You loved what you did then? Yes. Right. I loved what I did. I got, I was offered a spot into end of residency at UIC, um, but during that same year, they converted that residency into a paid residency from the stipend-based residency, and they extended that residency from two years to three years okay. because state wasn't giving them money. money. And How did you pay for dental school? <laughs> I took out the FAFSA loan. How much loan did you end up with? So the tuition fee was 80 grand a year. 80 grand a year. So I took out 160 grand a year. But luckily my wife was working, she got a job at IBM, so I wasn't borrowing money for my living expense. Okay, so just for school? So just for school, and we ended up having 140 grand worth of loan. debt in the student loan. Okay. And I didn't have to get, get any grad plus or anything like that, just FAFSA. Let me ask you this, let's back up for a second. Foreign graduate, yeah. struggled, yeah. hardship, mm -hmm. loans. Mm -hmm. You didn't ever think, did you feel prepared to be a dentist? Um, I never did until 2013. Let's just put it that way. So you graduated in 2008? Eight. So five years. Yeah. So you were working for those five years. I was, but I, I, I felt I wasn't good enough to make it. Why? So you told that? Did you feel that? No, I, I didn't, I wasn't, I wasn't been told that, but um, I started my private practice um, in a year after I started working as an associate in 2010. Okay. Your own private practice? My own private practice. From scratch? From scratch. Because I got a job. You built in, it? I built it by myself. You didn't find an existing space? So, um... After I started working as an associate, um, I, did, I walked away from that practice or from that group practice one day because it was just too much. A lot of pressure and producing. It was like a corporate or even worse than corporate. And I, I, I talked to my wife and I said, wherever I go, if I work as an employee, I, I, I can't survive because I have, to do, I have to do whatever my employer has told, tells me to do. And, and I'm not okay with it. And I want to do my own practice. And um, she supported me. So um, I had a consultant approach me 
in 2009 and she wanted to do her own practice with her husband mm -hmm. who was a dentist and hired me as an associate and she said when everything get materialized I'll call you and she never did <laughs> so I called her in 2009 when I decided to do my own practice and I said Diana I want to do my own practice you want to be my consultant and she said yes let's do it so she found me a space in East Cobb so it's in Marietta Georgia a very um, busy place by the way lots yes, of dentists yes I mean it was it was and I didn't know anything about any any business side of this thing I was just going there with the mindset that I want to own my own practice and she found me a space we rented a space which was a build-out space okay, the other dentist was there for 10 years ago 10 for 10 years she moved out and her bought her own building so all we did is put new paint a carpet and an equipment to Patterson and we started from scratch by the end of first year I was in tears because it wasn't making money we collected hundred and 30 grand a year for the year yes wow and making I had money you might have been losing money I was losing money I was in tears I called my father-in-law and I said um, I need more money or I won't survive because I don't have money to run a payroll um, that was hard wasn't it it was hard you hadn't asked him for any money up to this point before I didn't I didn't um, and uh, he, he, he gladly said okay I'll give you the money uh, let's just keep going because the worst thing is you're gonna go down and it is what it is um, he gave me 10 grand um, to survive yeah so that at least I can run a payroll and I let the consultant go because that was the main cost for the office um, and I cannot explain you what happened what changed but we made it and the second and the third year um, second year we almost break even we lost some money but not much um, you saw the light you were starting I, I did I see some light um, I was frustrated I was working um, three days as a locum or temporary dentist in other practices to keep the house going and two days in my private practice um, to keep that going um, we did that for two years after the first year and then suddenly things changed what caused it to change you think um, marketing 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 I didn't know anything about marketing before but the one thing I did was I kept sending flyers 2,000 flyers every month 2,000 flyers every month I didn't know anything about online marketing. I didn't know anything about Google. I didn't know anything about Google review. Come on, we're Indian. How do we not know about these things? I was, I was naive. I just didn't know anything about business aspect. I wasn't able to take the CE that I had to do to learn all this. I was just doing it on my own, Indian way. So the Indian way is to save money and produce more. And that's what I did. Um, so, so tell me, okay, so now we're barely surviving. Yeah. We're starting to see the light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. How do you go from all of that to suddenly having a high-tech office? So, I was introduced to Serac um, by um, one of my Patterson rep. Mm -hmm, of course. He said, okay, let's just go to this course um, in Charlotte. Okay, for the accept. For the accept. Were you practicing doing okay at this time? I was practicing okay. Um, I was still working as, an, as a locum for two days a week and three days in my practice. 
Um, and then um, I went there to Charlotte. I met Samir. Right. Um, I milled a couple Emacs crown. I dropped one and it broke in half. <laughs> it, was, it was probably, it was probably purple. On the floor. It, was it wasn't purple. It was baked crown oh, and wow. it broke. And I said, Samir, I'm not doing this in the posterior crowns. You do me a zirconia crown or you get me a system of a zirconia crown. In the Cerex side, I'll, I buy, I'll buy your system. Otherwise, I'm not buying a system just on the Emacs. So I told that, I still remember that um, in Charlotte right. facility, Samir was there and he said, um, well, I'll, I'll let you know. I said, okay. So went back, um, I, I was 500% against Cerex at the time. Right. I wasn't buying it. I, I just couldn't buy it. It's a lot um, of money. It's a lot of money and then Emacs in the first and the second molars, I just couldn't see it surviving too long. You know you're wrong, but that's okay. Um, I'm wrong maybe at the time, um, and maybe I didn't know at the time, but it was just a lot of fractures on the, my existing patient that I saw. Okay. Um, maybe, I don't know, it's a, whatever that, that is, but I just, I just couldn't get convinced at the okay. time. And then they rolled out Speedfire okay. in Chicago Midwinter meeting, okay. and I bought my machine next day. Okay, wow. The Speedfire and the MCXL and then Conebeam. The cone beam I bought at the same time. At the same time, two hundred and fifty grand. And and the reason why I Did bought. Did father in law think you're crazy? Um, he still thinks I'm crazy, uh, but I think that um, I need that in in order to at least do the work that I wanted to do and the way I wanted to do. Um, it's just my personal belief that every every practitioner who is placing implant have to have a cone beam in their office. If they're not having a cone beam, they're not serving their patient good. Right, I agree with that. And, and people have fight, fought with me in Atlanta, Georgia, and prosthodontists have fought me, orthodontist surgeon has fought me on that belief, and it's fine, but that's just my, that's just yeah, my thing. And, and the reason why I bought cone beam is that I, I, I started doing implants. Mm -hmm. And I did free-handed implants in my father-in-law's mouth. Mm -hmm. he, he forced me, you got to do an implant. And I said, I don't know. I don't know how to do an implant. And he said, I'm missing a tooth. Try me. I want you to learn it. And then I want you to do an implant in my mouth. And he volunteered. And I free-handed a number 19 implant in his number mouth. Number nine? Number 19. Oh, God. I was like, number nine? No, oh, God. no, number 19. Okay. I at least knew that I had to do posterior mandibular implants at the time. There's only the thing called the nerve there. Right. I didn't take cone beam. I didn't do anything. I just took a PA and a pano, and I jammed that thing, and it's still in there after eight years. Wow. Um, I did another free-handed implants in one of my existing patients. I give a, give a, gave away those two implants for free because she volunteered to, for me to do an implant and it's still in, there, in her mouth. But it freaked me out to my core. It's hard. There's a lot of things that can go wrong. Yes, and, and it freaked me out. My hand was shaking and I literally torqued those things out like I'm tarting tightening up those crew nuts Screws, yeah. in, in, in my car wheels. Yeah. And that's how I did it. And, and I decided I'm not going to do it that way. It's just not right. happening. So started using a local company called 360 Imaging right. in do Atlanta. You, do, do imaging for you? Right. So he, they did an imaging. They also sold me a software. Mm -hmm. I bought a software, a DPS, mm -hmm. uh, five grand. 
um, and then they design surgical guides for me right. for my Astra because luckily Astra implant rep walked in my office first right so I stuck with Astra at the time and then I just did Astra since then um, it wasn't my choice he just walked in first in my office luck of the draw luck of the draw so um, I, I did those implants 15 of them with uh, 360 imaging so I would send my patients right. and then um, they would pay them for the scan they would send me the surgical guide and I do guided I bought the whole kit and you thought guided was awesome and guided took my fear away right even I even if I screw up I knew that I did whatever I could for my patient mm -hmm. to do this right that even the specialist wasn't doing right so I was at peace that no this this can this cannot go wrong at least for my personal side right. if it goes wrong on my patient side i'll do everything i can i'll i'll pay oral surgeon to fix, fix the my, my my issues and it would be okay but i'm not going to let this with thing with the guidance stuff these issues don't exist it, it hasn't happened yet but again you never know i mean your 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 guide is off your scan is off and then your guide is not positioned right what so, if it rocks or so you like had that. experience with guided surgery third party service yes and then you said why am i paying these guys 700 bucks so I might as well at this point buy a cone buy it to see yourself Yes, so I researched, and the only company that existed at the time for me to do an extra guided mm -hmm. implant was Serac and a code beam. So I could wheel my Serac guide too right. in office, and I didn't think twice. Because even if I do two implants a month, my cone beam is paid for. Easy. So we bought it next day, and then. So I want, I want to think about this. Foreign graduate, yeah. struggled. Yeah. Couldn't get a job, mm -hmm. didn't like where you worked, mm -hmm. started a practice from scratch, mm -hmm. almost failed, mm -hmm. had to borrow money from your father-in-law, mm -hmm. a different type of dentistry than what you learned. Yeah. And here you are buying quarter million dollars in technology, yeah. going into more debt, Yeah. and you're succeeding with it. Yes, it's been fun. It took my all the stress away. I, I tell this to all of my friends who I talk to every day, and I tell to anyone that I meet, that I love coming to my office every morning, that I didn't enjoy five years in my private practice when I was doing an impression-based crown and bridges and implants. And, and, and that's the biggest thing for me. I don't have any stress. If I screw up in my crown, I know my mistakes right and right there. I you fix, fix it, it and I, I remill my crown. So you're doing all zirconia? All zirconia is on first and second molars. You're happy with it? I, ha I have done thousands zirconia in the last two years. How's your practice doing? Practice is doing good. Good or um, great? Practice is doing good. I would say good. Um, this is the first year I had to write a big check to Uncle Sam that I'm not happy about. No, just kidding. That's Indian in us, man. Are you kidding? <laughs> no, but um, we collected 940 grand. Good Last year, you. you're going to hit a million this year, then. And we are hiding an associate in June. Good for you. Um, and um, let's see if I can do an SOI. Treat them better than ROI. you were treated. Well, I want to do SOI than ROI. Yeah, this is my new one, right? Yeah. Forget the ROI. It's all about the SOI, SOI. sleep, ortho, and implants. Heck yeah. Do you Maybe think um, these hardships that you went through made you today? Um, this hardship made me appreciate where I have been here. Or, or where am I today that what it took for me to get here and whatever I have is, is I'm not going to take it for granted. 
I'm I'm gonna pass this on to to my cousin who is joining my practice, and 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 I'm gonna I'm gonna help my patient with it, so that they get they get the best treatment and I get my satisfaction that no I did something right for them. What's next for you? Ah, uh, I don't know. I, I I haven't thought, but my 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 first step is for um to is to hire an, or or to have some help in my office and then me doing those specialized procedures, uh, procedures. Um, and then the goal is to have a good high end practice which which is more patient i guess patient oriented than a money oriented and in that way i can sleep at night at my bed that no i did something right for them but at the same time i can provide to my family and to my kids to do the best they could with their life so that's the goal i'm proud of you ashish thank you i think um oftentimes and i'm guilty of this sometimes is that um we look at foreign graduates differently that um we forget the hardships that they've gone through you know um my father went through this you know he's a dentist from india and that to me is what makes this country so great yes you know as as much as people complain about it this is an unbelievable place yes you know anybody from anything yeah. can come and do something and if you have belief and if you have fight in you and you're willing to stick it it's amazing what you can do sorry it's okay it's amazing what you can do right yes and um that's unbelievable you're an inspiration for us inspiration thank you so an unbelievable interview with ashish so anybody who's feeling tough and having it hard you don't know what hard is yet it's not hard it's, it's not hard sticking to your belief yeah you don't know hardship is and you can do unbelievable things you can this you can yeah i tell, i tell my all of my friends that the only country that i can survive is united states in the whole world yeah if i don't have a choice i'll move back to india i can't survive anywhere else this place is amazing it is amazing is amazing i tell everybody they you know they say well it's so this i say look man my parents made it your family made it yep and we they made it doing opposite yes if you didn't become a dentist you would have made it doing something else because we're willing to work hard yeah and that's all this all this all that's listen business is simple yeah business is about taking care of people mm -hmm. understanding what your customer wants and delivering it to them yeah. that's it yes and it works yes and then being committed to being great in what you do. Yes, absolutely. Give me a hug, man. You're awesome. Thanks so much for listening to T-Bone Speaks with Dr. Tarun Agarwal. Remember to keep striving for excellence and we'll catch you on the next episode. Hey, podcast family. T-Bone here. Are you a dentist looking to elevate your practice and profits? then pay close attention. Introducing the 3D Business Mastermind, the dental business coaching program designed for dentists who want to see real results. I've walked the path of practice ownership for nearly 25 years. I know your challenges, I felt your pain. This is your opportunity to overcome the chaos, the busyness, 
in the financial frustrations of owning a dental practice. Imagine a dental practice where your appointment book is highly productive, doing the dentistry you enjoy, your team is self-motivated, and your profits keep climbing. That's what the 3D Business Mastermind is all about. In this exclusive mastermind, you'll join a league of ambitious dentists driven to elevate their practices. You'll gain access to proven strategies, personalized coaching, and a community that understands your journey. So if you're ready to supercharge your dental practice and enjoy the success you deserve, visit www.3d-dentists.com and take the first step towards a brighter future in dentistry by filling out the 3D Business Mastermind application. Now, let's get to this week's episode. 